Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Black Women Working Podcast. It's Chantelle here. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hey, Rach. Hey, Tolls. Um, thank you, everyone, for, for being here with us. Um, as you know, 2023, we have introduced a theme this year, Working On Me, and it has been so, so refreshing and engaging to have all the comments and the feedback. Seems like you are liking this one. You're liking the step away from working life and looking at ourselves and how we're growing and what we're doing to be better versions of ourselves in 2023. So thank you for that. And for those of you who have just found us, who are new to us, remember you can find us on the socials at BWW Podcast UK on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a LinkedIn profile that's um, Black Women Working on LinkedIn and for a more personal touch. um, And we've been getting a few of those. You can email us on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. So now I've got the housekeeper out of the way. Tolls, Rach, how are you? Good, thank you. Just waiting for this weather to change, man, because it looked like oh it was God, getting shame. better. And the the cord that entered my the marrow of my bones. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> this that is the week. perfect description because me, I know I'm anemic, but why am I never warming up? It's taking so long to <laughs> warm up. <laughs> it's just, it's different. I think, I can't remember what day it was. Maybe it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It's Victorian. So it was just like, somebody is actually stabbing me with, uh, what do you call it? A needle and injecting, what do you, what's that one they used to freeze eggs and freeze people, cryo, whatever. There's cryo, man. you know, that because <laughs> it, was, it, it was a lot. I was like, wow, I'm actually wrapped up. Like, Cryo. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. So I'm just waiting for England to get out of its bad vibes um weather season. Well, you're gonna wait a long time. You're gonna wait a really long time. Listen, honestly, I've been walking home from the station some days, like really vexed and like, why why do I insist on living here? It's time, <laughs> it's time to make some new life decisions because I can't do this. It's like we forget it every year that this is coming yep. as well. It's like, yep. it feels like re, I don't know, it feels a bit like PTSD and I feel triggered like that it occurs every year and then I forget about it and then it happens again. And I'm just like, so how, how have I survived so long? Tolerant. I think we're less tolerant being that we Maybe. spend more time indoors as well, you know. Too it's true. It's the cold crazy. weather plus adulting, toxic mix. It's oh, toxic. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Sorry, because I'm only coming with a little bit more toxic. To- I can never say that word, you know, toxicity. So, um, but let me land. So this week we're acknowledging International Women's Day month, however you want to look at it. It's March, March the 8th. Happy Women's Day, folk. Um, in fact, let me check in, ladies. Is this is this a day that we we're not we nod to, or do we we're like, yeah, give me my women's day? How do we feel about it? We nod to it because we record about it, but otherwise, if we weren't recording about <laughs> it ever, I'd never know about it. <laughs> Very true. Give me my mother's day. That's all I need. Oh. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've got mixed feelings, you know. Like somehow it, de- it depends on what's going on. Like as someone who does a lot of work with women both through the podcast and when I was writing the book, you know, there's always that nice opportunity to think, ah, oh, perfect opportunity to say women, let's get together. And so I appreciate the little events that are here and there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I was thinking about the theme and um, as the listeners can probably hear, Natalie is not with us today. So missing that. Um, But I know that this is one theme for the last three, four years that we've been recording. Natalie has just rolled her eyes to and it's like "Mm, International (laughs) Women's Day. And she has a number of reasons. And I'm not even going to try and speak on Natalie's behalf because I couldn't even if I wanted to. But I think like essentially with most groupings, when we look at women as one homogenous group, um, you're only going to like delay dealing with the progress that you want to make because we're not a homogenous group. And I think Natalie raised it when we recorded last year, like, you know, International Women's Day tends to be quite Western, even though United Nations have their theme. The issues that we want to talk about as women, say, in the UK, of our class as working women, is very different from the issues that little girls in rural India or rural Kenya are facing. So, you know, can we really talk about equality and equity for all women in the same way, which, you know, there's so many issues that we're dealing with. And when we take the intersection of our identity, accounting for race and gender and age and even relationship status, how do we look at International Women's Day as one thing? And I'm not going to lie, when I was putting together the, the the sort of notes for today's episode, I was one having quite a taxing weekend. And then, like, I just got vexed. I was actually vexed, you know. I was like, so what are the issues? And I'm just going to just remind remind our listeners, not that they need it, but for maybe maybe the men that listen, maybe the leaders that are listening, like, International Women International Women's Day still remains a thing. And for all those ignorant men that are like, oh, where's Men's Day? Because of the plethora of issues that we deal with. So I want to remind of hold, hold on, hold on. Say that again. <laughs> you know, you know. Say what again? Did you say plethora? Leave me alone. Sounds <laughs> is coming like the grammar police. It's ple- plethora, darlings. Pronunciation police. <laughs> Thank you, Tiles. I will Continue. take that as you guiding and educating and helping me rather than mocking me while you're laughing off your face. Oh, dear. Go away. Go away. Are you, are you going to double up because Natalie's not here today? No, I'm just, I would have done it either way. I was just like, no, that one is just too, too wayward for me to just ignore. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. And I won't be saying that word again. Um, But yeah, like, so the issue, the issues, are you ready for my little list? It's not little. So we've still got the gender pay gap, which in the UK is over 20%. And in actual fact, um, the statistics say that women would 
effectively only um, start getting paid from February the 23rd. We'd have to work 53 days for free before we'd actually, if, if the gap was to be closed between men and women in the UK. We've got menstrual leave as an issue. There is no legislative movement in the UK for menstrual leave. And if you um, are wondering what that is, you can catch up on season seven, episode four. Women have the double burden, balancing paid and unpaid domestic labour. We have carer responsibilities. 58% of unpaid carers are women, according to the 2011 census. And women Women are more likely to become carers to provide and to provide more hours of unpaid care than men. Um, and that's across all age groups. We're not talking about carers for children. We're also talking about when our older relatives are in need of adult care. And we know for black families, care homes often are not the option. That double burden compounded by compounded by motherhood for those of us who are blessed or choose to have that and we tackle that in season four episode eight where you actually have to balance and decide when might be the right time to choose to be a mum in in sort of working that around your careers and then if you become a mum yeah the list is going on if you become a mum, you then have to deal with them poor maternity packages. And we looked at women and maternity pay in season seven, episode two, along with the shoddy childcare <laughs> costs that they give to us because we have to return back to work and somebody has to look after our kids, but it's unaffordable once we get back to work trying to make our money back, we are met with a glass ceiling where our progression in the workplace is stunted. And then there are also professions that are over-gendered where we're underrepresented in areas such as construction, finance and tech. And whilst at work, we still navigate how we dress, how we wear our hair, how we manage our emotions, whether we join in sisterhood, whether we're we have to be the representative for all black women and all women while still being underrepresented and so on and so on and so on. This list is really bad. It's depressing, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, like, it's really bro, bad. We've so much. Like, if you get me started, I will not even stop. Like, I just feel like the world is so wayward towards women. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. need recognition of that fact, but also solutions now. Like... It's like it's like life is just grinding us like what do they call it? Flour in a pestle and mortar, and mm-hmm. we're expected to give more, be more, just empty ourselves and then empty ourselves again in order to keep things running behind the scenes, never getting the glory. Um right. or hardly ever getting the glory. So anyone, any woman who manages to escape you know, all of these things working against us. Honestly, it really, it really is a feat, man. Honestly, honestly, I can't, like like I said, I, I looked at our, I looked at our episode and I was just mad, vexed, sad and tired. (laughs) I was like, bruh, bruh. But um, the actual theme for International Women's Day this year, apparently is to recognise that there is not one pure one pill to cure all. And the aim for International Women's Day for 2023 is hashtag embrace equity campaign. And by that, they're saying that, um, you know, 
getting the world to talk about equal opportunities isn't enough and that we need to recognize that women start from different places which is what I was saying earlier in terms of you know our different intersections and so if we're actually going to be inclusive we need to be more equitable we need to give people what they need based on their starting point so Thinking about some of the problems that I've listed in a sort of more personalised way, and I don't think we're going to get to speak to them all, at least not in today's episode, I would like to invite us to spend our little portion of time recreating the world of work through a matriarchal lens. So whilst we've got all these problems that still exist, you know, I think if we ruled the world, what would the workplace look like for women today or of the future? So I'm going to, I'm going to say this is our moment. Uh, The ideas we discuss can be completely revolutional. They might maintain things that we like or work in. They don't have to make sense. I don't want nobody coming in and saying, yeah, but the economy can't cope with that. And who's going to, let us just have 30 minutes of blue sky. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's all I'm right. I'm with it. I'm yeah. with it. Good. So I'm trying to reverse my mood. I don't want to be mad, sad and vexed. Um, I just want to like, you know, what do we what do we want this place to be? And so again, the main question for the people at the back, tolls. What's the question <laughs> again? You if haven't said we... it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anticipating. If we ruled the world, what would the workplace look like for women of the future? I'm ready for this because, you know, when you first of us um, kind of ran this by us, I was like, I was thinking with my realistic spectacles on, right, my realistic lens. I was thinking, oh, well, that's not possible. That's not possible. I like that you've stipulated here. Sky's the limit. In fact, sky's not the limit. Universe. Universes are the limit. The Milky Way galaxy. Okay. So, if I ruled the world, imagine that um, now, baby. Mm, mm, mm. So, what would it look like? Oh my days! Everything that we are suffering for now, it will be gone. So, yes, we'd get time off for menstrual leave. It wouldn't even just be menstrual leave. It would be like um, people go through a lot of, and we've had an episode about this. I can't remember the season or the episode. I'm sure you'll even you'll even remember it probably more on the spot, Shan. But um, remember the episode that we did and um, what we were talking about, some of the health issues that a lot of women have to manage simultaneously whilst going to work. So we're talking about PCOS. We're talking about fibroids. We're talking about... Um, that was endometriosis. That was the... Endometriosis. Um, that was... Season seven, episode four, I have to go to bloody work. That was the menstrual leave one. How did you, is that off the top of your head? Just like that? Yeah, bro. No, that's crazy. How, how, how? crazy. It's so mad how you can do that. But yeah, so all of those things that we spoke of in there, and please go back to that episode and listen to it. We'll sort it out. Yes, we're going to have leave for that because those are things that we can't help. Those are things that just happen to us as women, as our bodies. And I don't care about (laughs) any man that would feel a way about that because actually y'all don't have or they don't have really comparatively 
um, those kind of issues um, that are affecting or impacting their health in that way that just come as part and parcel of having a womb, so to speak. So all of those things would be accommodated for in terms of time off and in terms of just having the space for people to go to in terms of if they're having a really bad like attack or something like that, or they need to go to the appointments for all of that because it's really nerve wracking. I can, well, I can put myself in the shoes of those women and it must be absolutely nerve wracking um, to have to deal with those issues on top of the demands of work and still be expected to deliver in the same way. And also still be expected to kind of maintain some sort of balance of mood and stuff when a lot of the things that we go through are home, um, are hormonal. So there's only so much um, power and control um, we have over that. Um, what else would happen? Um, obviously pay would be equal pay would be done according to you know what the person is bringing to the table but obviously there would have there'll be room for negotiation just like there is now so you can apply for a job now and then you can negotiate a higher salary depending on how you sell yourself but in general there shouldn't be big disparities between what men are paid and what women are paid I'd make it transparent tell me what John next to me is getting paid that's it yes exactly even better. reveal the stats yeah, Reveal yeah, the yeah. stats. Exactly. And in actual fact, I would say pay me more because I have to sacrifice my salary to keep this That's population it. going. That's so it. Pay me more because when I procreate and make the next labor force, I have to take deductions to my salary. So pay me right. more. Deductions not only to your salary, it's deductions to things like pensions, um, deductions to things like maybe your savings and investments as well. And that's just monetary. We're not even talking of, of the physical deductions, the mental deductions, the emotional deductions. So 100% I'm with you on that. What other places is there just like stark inequality? Um, I think that if I ruled the world or women ruled the world, there would be um, greater respect for us as contributors to the workforce in terms of our skills and experiences. You know, you often hear situations where, I don't know, people, and it might be men and women, are surprised that, oh, there's a female doctor or the female um, professional in the room knows more um, than the male professionals in the room, all those kind of things. So um, there would be educative classes on the fact that intelligence and capability and competency is not determined by gender. Um, what else? I, honestly, I could go on forever, to be honest with you. Somebody else come in here with, with their plans because I'm just going to say yes to everything. Um, I agree with everything that you said, Tolls. Um, I think one of the first things that's on my mind and think, well, it's pertinent to me. I'm so sorry. But you see that tax that we're paying? That tax needs to be put into childcare. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. The childcare prices are absolutely ridiculous. They're, it's like you're paying for a mortgage. I don't even have a bloody it is, mortgage. It is a mortgage, bruv. My childcare and, fees are more than my mortgage. How about that? And that's, to me, I don't understand, like, you want to go back to work. Many people decide, okay, you know what? I'm not going to go back to work. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mother or stay-at-home dad, whatever. But I'm actually making that decision to go out there, better myself, go back to work, do what I'm doing. And you're putting a madness on me by telling me that my childcare fees are 2000 a month. Huh? 
Like, it's a conspiracy no. by Babylon, I reckon, no. to keep women at home. No. And men in the workplace. That's my that's me coming with my tinfoil hat on my head. It's a conspiracy because they don't want us out here. They want to mm-hmm. strip back all of the rights that we have gained over time because they just want us in the house. Doing, Tell me about doing it. In the domestics. No. Tell me about it. We're not going to do that. We're just going to start having kids. Yeah. Also, to add... Hold um, on, hold on, Rachel. Sorry, just on that point, yes. If that conspiracy is true and you're saying keep us at home, right, then what needs to happen is you can... Then you can afford to pay men a little bit more, but you have to make sure a portion of their wage That's is it. allocated yes. to their women for yes. domestic labor. Yes. Yes. Pay me mm-hmm. yes. for the yes. cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, the educating, yes. the, the everything that happens yes. in that house. Because you tell me twice. That's it. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. That is the way like it, it would be. An, it would be. It would be so a it law. Would be, it would be a women's tax. Like, if you have a wife, a partner, a child mm-hmm. at home. You better pay me. Deducted from your salary. Yes. <laughs> you better pay me. Yes. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. <laughs> um, something that Shan had added um earlier, and you know what, it's not spoken about a lot, and I've seen it happen a lot, is the fact that you know, um, the care homes are not really for us. And a lot of my older colleagues, I've seen them had to like cut down their hours, go part-time because they're looking after their parents. And it's like, I'm sorry, but there needs to be some provision for our things. Everybody else's race has their own own things. Where is our our care homes for our people, for our culture that we cook in the real food, the real, the real, the real chicken, not the not the white chicken, not the one that na season, not none of that. Where the rice and peas, where the curry goat. That's what that's what they want. That's what they want to eat. They don't want to be eating steak and kidney pie with a little veg. That is it even salted? Like nah, nah, nah. Come on, guys. Like that's something that I'm really passionate about. Care homes for Africans and Caribbeans. Like it's so important. Like so important. I but, can't even. But I think. Speak I think on aside it. from that, I think there's also like a financial literacy education piece amongst Black people in that. If care homes isn't something that we want to endorse, and I don't think, I'm not going to speak universally and say that's all of us, but by nature, most black and brown people are not about that life. Then we need to be educated better about what it means to maintain your pensions, your investments and your savings to make sure that when you come to that time of life, you are able to remunerate or make sure your family who are looking after you are able to do so comfortably or whatever that you that you can live comfortably in your own setting if we if we don't utilize care home system and there's there's such a gap in knowing what we need to do in terms of planning for retirement and planning for old age um and I'd like to think that our generation is better at it but yeah that education piece around what you do with your money now for the future that needs to be looked at yeah, definitely. Because I feel like some people just think their pension is enough. And I'm telling you, it now go work. It yes. now go work. Certainly not um, the government one. Will it even still yeah. be there by the time it's time for us to retire? Yeah, apparently they're scrapping it. 
So, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. Be surprised. I yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. So, that is definitely something. We should do an episode on that, guys. Come and soon. also, if women <laughs> rule the world, we are more, what's the word? We are more cognizant about things like this because usually the labour ends up being ours, right? You don't really see a lot of men taking on that responsibility of um, ill or uh, um, family members who are having issues or things like that and taking care of them. Majority in our community is the women doing this and they will not only be doing this, but they'll be taking care of their family as well. And a lot of the time, without even real support in that respect as well. So maybe it comes to a point where um, it needs to be the same as what Sham was saying before in terms of, you know, a domestic tax or something. It needs to be included in that. Um, if a woman is going to be at home or expected to take care of, you know, aging parents or things like that, then that needs to be taxed for and taken out of the man's salary if he's going to work or something. But if a man's not in the picture, um, yeah, some kind of assistance um, for that because, raw, we're really getting rinsed out here. Like, the status quo, the more that we're speaking about this, the status quo needs to change, man. We just need such a, a such an elevated lifestyle. And I like the point that you made at the beginning in terms of the needs of women all over the world are different. And I feel like especially women growing up in, like, poorer countries or poorer areas of the world, these really kind of manual and um, what some people would deem as menial jobs, you know, these are the things that a lot of women or the cycles that a lot of women get stuck in and they're never able to come out of and they have hopes and dreams for their children. They want to send them to school, university, but at the end of the day, sometimes they're even forced to bring those children along to work with them to get an income in order to provide for the family. So I feel like like changes like that where the burden is not left on a woman to um kind of cover that that would revolutionize the lives of so many women all across the world and enable us to pursue our dreams with more autonomy and freedom goodness gracious just think of like that being eliminated from i don't know the burden of a lot of people's lives yeah. it would change it so mad. much mad Honestly, I think there's like, there's two things that immediately stand out to me um, when I thought about, you know, how would I rework the world? And the first, um, I guess, through that intersection for me of being a mum is about like the structure of the working day. And I think the whole idea, especially for me coming from being a teacher, like the whole idea of having children that I cannot drop to school because work starts at the same time or travel time and then you want to be doing ULEs and congestion charge and whatever so I can't even drive from A to B but like the idea of just reworking either working hours with the same um remuneration that like I can start my day at 9 30 or 10 o'clock in peace because I've dropped my children to school or that I can finish it free. Like this nine to five gig doesn't really allow for parenting very well. Um, when I come home and think about, you know, you finish at five, you get the school, the kids from after school club, after school club again, that's cost money. And then I'm just coming home to cook and get them ready for bed. Like, where is the quality time? Like, where do I get to be a proper mum? And if I could leave work at 2.30, if the day was structured differently, but without it compromising my pay, 
you know, that would be, that'd be great. I don't think like, why should I have to feel like I have to ask to take time off out of leave to attend a nativity play that's once a day, once a week, a year, or the achievement assembly. So I think like the structure of the working day as well doesn't really accommodate for the needs of working mums. Mm. And then I guess linked Gontos. I was going to say, I feel like if women ruled the world, then capitalism wouldn't exist because ultimately we're victims. We're victims <laughs> of the capitalism. I try not to, I try not right to lean into it, babes, you know, but it's, no, it's killing us. Like It's actually killing at, us off. Because when you look at some of the Nordic countries, and I can't bring up their policies specifically, but they just have a way of operating within capitalism, which is a lot less oppressive than this UK. So actually, one of the things that I would definitely bring into play, and it's starting to come into play here, is equal paternity leave for men. So once the baby's yes, born, please. if they want to stay at the home, you know, looking after the child, you know, doing the bottles, doing the feed, whatever it is, then... They can have that and then they get remunerated for that the same way that we'd expect to get remunerated for it um, yeah. in our idealistic, you know, women rule the world state. Um, because that's bringing in equality and it's bringing... Yeah, make them stay at home sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's enabling them to take um, a closer and um, more... What's the words? Um, it's enabling them to be closer to that process of raising children, getting involved in that and and sharing the burden as well. Whether they take it or not, that would be up to them. But then if they didn't take it, then we'd still get the, you know, staying at home tax. So we'd still be remunerated for it. So yeah, that's it. Money, money, money. <laughs> um, so I think that would be important. I feel like there's another policy as well that um, and men could benefit from in a world ruled by women in a way that would still make it benefit women. But I can't remember that at this moment in time. I'll come back to that. Okay. The other thing that I thought about was like well-being and well-being um, allowances at work. So do any of your workplaces offer a well-being allowance? Just out of curiosity. Not an allowance, but we do have, like, they give us mental health days and days where we can um, help out with a charitable um, institution. She's a CSR. That's not oh, what I mean. I mean, no. well, we're giving to, I don't That's know, the, the disadvantage. Okay, we push that to the side. But we have a day... Um, that we we have mental health days that we can take um, and we can... So what, do you have to tell your manager I'm having a mental health day? No. <laughs> First of all, there's nothing wrong with saying it. But no, you no, just say... No, I know, but it might be personal. You might want them to know... Not, you might not want them to know that you're actually having a mental health day. So how do you approach that? No, because it's called a specific thing. It's just called a me day. So whether you want to go into more details or not, oh, um, mm. you you can if you want to. You don't have to. And then you just take it off. And, yeah, and then that's part of it. Coming to ask you questions. What's, re- what's really wrong? What's going on? And then I guess we get an extra day for our birthdays as well, which is the form of, you know, taking care of ourselves and well-being. So I think we have to take that within within the month, um, either side of it being our birthday. Um, 
But in terms of actually uh, in one of my previous workplaces, um, we had a misuse that would come weekly. <laughs> so that was nice. Oh, my gosh. I really lived the life in those times. You That's know. nice. That was like, oh. like, look at you reminiscing. Mm. Honestly, <laughs> sweet times. Because <laughs> one of my workplaces, we have a, a well-being allowance and I've I've never obviously as a as a teacher I've never had that, um. But I didn't know actually how common it was, and so a well being allowance is an amount of money that you're allowed to spend on essentially whatever you want. And I think that like if I was rewriting the working world for me, for women, I would ensure that that well being allowance is extended. So it might be more for women. And I argue more, not because, oh, because you're a woman, you want more. But like things like, and maybe maybe it's me personally and it's me like, and my vanity and stuff. But things like doing our hair, doing our nails, even the clothing that we wear, I think a lot more effort goes into by and large I'm not saying there ain't men out there that ain't doing their thing but a lot more effort goes into like priming and pruming and making yourself in inverted commas presentable for work and for me it's really important especially being a mom because any day that I show up to work looking tired I don't want it to be like oh yeah because she's got the kids so she must be so tired (laughs) like she's looking a bit rough today so like I think like well-being allowance should be extended for things like our beauty so that we look good for work but also things like if I want to if I need to um use my well-being allowance to pay for a cleaner or to pay for someone to do meal prep because if I'm going to be at work for all these hours and these things don't get covered. And then I go home and I've got to deal with this double burden of unpaid domestic labor, then maybe well-being allowance should be, yeah, you guys have allocated 25 pounds out of my hundred pounds a month to my cleaner, because that helps. Because as a woman, I do more of that work at home, respectfully, Margaret. <laughs> so I think well-being allowances is more than like, that freebie because I know like a lot of recruitment agencies shout out to Kaylee Loudmouth who's been showing us what glass house glass not glass house what's the um recruit glass ceiling glass door glass door really good website really good website I love it are serious yeah but like it's not always about giving me a little wine case here and a hotel stay here like actually there's certain things I need for the functionality of my day and my life at home that allow me to be a better worker that I think workplaces can facilitate in actual fact I'm gonna try it this month I'll let you know how it goes I'm gonna get a cleaner next week I told you I got my cleaner the cleaner that I got glory hallelujah you've been freed from bondage I'm speaking on behalf of Natalie because <laughs> that's what she's saying my spiritual she'll, she'll be like yes <laughs> um I'm gonna charge I'm gonna charge this month's cleaner or this a week's cleaning on my well-being and see how that goes down I'll let you know oh my gosh okay yeah do it <laughs> yeah man that could be a vibe 
Yeah, definitely. I would I would I respect it so much, honestly. Yeah, well-being allowance is definitely something that I think, you know, they really need to look at a lot more carefully. It's what would important. you what would you um what would you include or say a well-being allowance needs to cover for women in particular? Um spa definitely, definitely Yeah, definitely all the above. Definitely all <laughs> the above that you've mentioned. But even just a night out, like if I want to go to a, a nice restaurant, babysitter. Like, yeah, mm, yeah. Or even to pay to somebody to take my picnic somewhere. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Babysitter, <laughs> au pair, or something like that. Just yeah. so it can be out of your head, you can just do what you need to do for a little bit. Who's listening, man? Implement these changes and do it tomorrow. Hello, God. <laughs> Dear God, it's me. <laughs> it's me. I don't want Again. to be the strongest ser- servant this year. <laughs> Soldier, even. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, I know, I know, it's quite um, an unusual nod to International Women's Day, and you know, to be honest. I, I've been lucky enough to enjoy the work that I do thus far. But I just think given all the responsibilities and the structural issues that we've inherited, they just insist on persisting. Something, someone needs to hear some ideas for what do women need to make it more equitable, make the experience nicer because actually when you um oh that's another thing I would include in the well-being allowance things like um taxis for the type of work we do so like my mum um works in housing and residential care which means um her hours are often unsociable and if you look at jobs like nursing which is which has been historically dominated by women the unsociable hours mean that like getting home can be quite dangerous and even in countries like india where they improved the infrastructure so that people in rural communities can access jobs in the city those have been dominated by men not because they're dominated by men but by women saying it's still unsafe for them to travel to and from work. So even when you put the systems in place, our world doesn't even allow for us to, to go to work safely. Like, it, this place is the gutter. Honestly, so one of our tasks as women ruling the world would be to indoctrinate men with decency. <laughs> consideration and respect of women and any behaviour that goes against that will lead to consequences that are to be determined. It will lead to a downgrading of their rank in society. Tell <laughs> this, them is again. A bit, this is getting a bit dystopian now, isn't it? Oh dear. Tell them again though. <laughs> It'll be like a point system and basically uh, if they went against like or did things that caused issues and trouble for women because they're not being respectful, then, you know, they'd get points removed off of their total score. And basically, this is giving Alice in Borderland. And basically, the more and more their score reduces, the smaller and smaller the opportunities that they are able to access. Um, <laughs> and the money decreases. The money decreases. 
Mm-hmm. And then they do have the opportunity to regain their place, but basically it will just get harder and harder the lower and lower that they fell in society. <laughs> it's giving Black Mirror. <laughs> Hunger, Hunger Games meets Black Mirror. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Now it's time for men to do some gymnastics, ma'am. Yes, I agree. I yeah. actually agree. Like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> Hmm. Well, we have said what we said. <laughs> and those are my blue sky thinking if I had to work happily, 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 that is mm. what my working world would look like. It's not hard. I'm not asking for much. Just facilitate. Yeah, I don't anything. think we are asking for too much, to be honest. To be honest with you, not going to lie, the blue sky ideal would be to not have to work and just be paid. That part. Hello, hi. Hello, hi. I just say to get paid to exist. As long as I'm getting paid, you know. Yeah. Paid. And, you know, paid to enjoy life, to take care of responsibilities. Or if I have the option, I'd like the option because maybe I do want to work in the workplace. But really and truly, if I didn't have to, if I didn't need to because I needed to get money, then I wouldn't. So. <laughs> I'm here for that. Like I said, I do not, we said this in the um, dream job. Uh, dream job when we swing that dream job episode like do I dream of work do I dream of work I do not but we'll touch on that next week <laughs> <laughs> right so I'm gonna drag out the point because I'm gonna I'm gonna take my ideals and sleep on them and manifest them and maybe I'll wake yes. up to some legislation tomorrow but um Happy International Women's Day for those of us that celebrate it, that acknowledge it. Thank you to our female ancestors and pioneers who have gone before us, who have opened doors, who have led the way, who have shown people, shown us what women can do and not be afraid of doing. And whilst we speak in jest, I say in jest, but, you know, whilst we take a moment out on a a Monday evening, Tuesday, whatever we're listening, um, to think about what we need from our working world, I really hope that, you know, there's some, there's some truth in what we're saying and there's, there's powers that be that actually say, you know what, I'm the boss, I'm the leader, I have the power to make some of these things true. I can rework my organization's budget to look at a well-being budget. And I'm going to explicitly encourage women in the workplace to use their budget for this. Or, yes, I'm not going to argue that you want to start work at 10 or that you need December the 12th off to go to nativity play. Like, leaders, stop being assholes. That's quite frankly, like, there's no real... I'm sorry for the language, but like... Just stop being difficult. Stop being difficult. That's true. That's not where I was going. I was meant to be saying nice, nice gratitudes and thank you. (laughs) It's mad because some of them act like they don't have kids themselves or like they're the the kind of people that want kids. But how do you expect like things to fall into place that you've got to make the accommodations? So, boy. Mm. Here we are. Here we are. So. Anyway, let me be back to being nice. Happy International Women's Day, people. Um, 
Thank you for staying with us. I would love to hear from our listeners what's their blue sky matriarchal lens of the working world. Um, So please do keep the conversation going via our social media, hashtag BWWPodcastUK on Instagram and Twitter. And we use the same handle as said earlier at BWWPodcastUK. You can email us. You can get at our website, that's www.blackwomenworking.com. There you'll find all of our previous episodes. Um, seasonally, we drop a little newsletter, let you know what we're up to, what's coming next. But um, yeah, I guess I guess that it's a wrap from, from us, from me. Bye. No, 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 no,